Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. This is episode number 36 for Peninsula Podcast. My name is Daniel. I'm the lead pastor here at Peninsula. Excited about today's podcast. We're going to be talking about something that is uh, kind of an inner working of our church. It has to deal with uh, the music portion of our worship time and how that comes about. And joining me today around the microphone, actually we have two different microphones, it's not around the same microphone. We made it sound like we're right next to each other. But that's yeah, that's yeah. a uh, unclean status. Yes, that is. That is. This is uh, Pastor Jeff Peckham. Welcome. Hey, Thanks. great to be back. Thanks for uh, coming back in here to talk a little bit about this. In the last podcast, uh, we talked about the 12 characteristics of a healthy church, and we went through the different biblical mandates of what kind of characterizes a healthy church. And in that podcast, uh, when I got to the biblical worship, I mentioned that we were going to circle back around and talk about the music portion and the worship, but we also said that, that worship itself is much broader than what happens around music. And you and I, think I think, talked about that. Uh, one of the early podcasts when we were talking about yeah. music and worship here, we were saying that worship is much more than singing. And so we admit that, but um, we also want to talk a little bit about how we come about the music portion um, and that hour that we call worship service uh, mm-hmm. that happens on Sunday mornings. And honestly, if you take the 12 characteristics that I talked about in the last uh, episode and and you look at our hour of worship together, you have a lot of those components kind of showing themselves out. You're, you're going to have biblical fellowship that's happening in the room. Um, a lot of people, and I didn't say Baptist fellowship. Baptist fellowship, now that we'd be eating in there, right? Yeah. Well, there are some people drinking coffee. There are. There are. <laughs> but we have biblical fellowship, biblical prayer, um, biblical giving, even a portion of biblical mission is going mm-hmm. on in there, biblical teaching, and those types of things. And then there's the biblical worship. And the whole idea to come together for that hour is to corporately worship. Right. And to be in the same room, to get on the same page with God's word, to be reminded of what God's word is saying so that we can kind of celebrate what God did this past week, but also look forward to the first part of the week. But mm-hmm. a very strong portion of that is what we call the worship set. Explain what a worship set is. I'm not talking about the stage. Yeah. <laughs> worship, worship. I stole your thunder. You're going to make a yeah, joke. I was about you? to. Thanks a lot. Appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of times in worship set, that's a, a phrase used a lot these days in churches, and it's basically what um, what songs are put, being put together to form um, the music for that given Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, so a worship set may have four songs in it, right. three up front before the message, and then one we call the invitation, which mm-hmm. happens at the end, and the invitation is to bring application to the Word, bring application to what God's doing in your life, what you heard Him say through not only the song, but also through the preached Scripture text, and then uh, do something about it. Right. That's what I think the invitation is. A lot of a lot of people want the invitation to be where there's an altar call, which means right. come forward, kneel at the front, and we do that occasionally if we feel the Lord's leading us in that direction. But the worship set, let's if you don't mind, because I've gotten this question a few times about how we go about choosing the music we do, because, good gracious, mm. there is every... When it, when it comes to what, quote-unquote, people would call spiritual songs or religious songs, mm-hmm. every genre is covered. Um, every style, every method, every instrument, everything you can think of is out there. So um, let's let you share a little bit about 
how that comes about. Kind of unfold it for us, and then I'll just kind of like ask some questions as we go along. Sure. How that comes about to brings us to the four songs in the worship set for Sunday morning. Because it's not just you wake up on Sunday morning and call everybody and say, hey, what y'all feeling today? Right. You know, and they right. say, well, you know, uh, I got a broken string on my guitar, so we can't do that song. It's not <laughs> that at all, right? I mean, right. it's there's actually some prayer, <laughs> yeah. some looking into it. So let's talk a little bit about how that comes about. Yeah. Um, well, gee, there there are a ton of songs out there, um, and it seems like every day thousands more are being written. Yes. It's just the, you know, some good, some not so good uh, worship songs out there. And um, we definitely aim for the, the ones that are good. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, if, you know, long time ago, um, back in the late 90s when I was planning music for a church I went to, it was more of the, um, was more of just like taking a book. We had a song book, and I would flip through the pages as fast as I could and just say, okay, we haven't done this one in a while. Let's do this one. Or I would say, I've never heard of this one, so I'm not doing that one. Um, and it was more of that kind of planning, and it was done on the morning of yeah, because I yeah, it was a volunteer. I didn't know what I was doing. I was coming in to help lead some songs. And I'm and, sure so there was some worship that happened in that. Oh, so. there totally. <laughs> uh, and it was, it was definitely more you did not know exactly what, you were aiming for and just praying that God would put it together. And that's always a prayer. I feel like even when planning, right. I still feel like sometimes Sunday I come in and we've made plans, but what is God going to do? And how, th- how far out are you thinking? When, you, when you're when you doing plans now mm-hmm. for the music, um, obviously you know we're going to be in the book of Mark for a season. For a year. <laughs> that's a very, very likely could be. Still waiting for those T-shirts. But, um, you know, how far out are you planning? You, I don't. You're not planning the music out for a year. No, no. I I, I think um, you know, in an ideal world, it'd be amazing to have like the whole year planned out. But so many songs are being written all the time. Right. Um, just new ones that I'm just a, a new one by Phil Wickham came out that I, I've heard of it, and I heard of hear of things pretty quick. But it was just like in the last week, and it's an Easter song, so I uh, already had requests for that. But I've for the planning, like right now, um, this week was looking at the songs. Um, the plans are in almost into May. So, um, and I, I'm not saying that every week is done and polished. A lot of it is getting, you know, is there a new one that I know that is coming up that we're going to do? And then how many times are we going to do that in the next few months? And then so those may end up landing on a certain date and we have this plan, but there's still space in there where, we're you know just looking to see what's happening with the message and right. and where we're going or if, if a new one comes out or I hear of a so as far one. out as six weeks yeah sure it would be yeah six weeks would be that's the sweet point for me is to be right around that six weeks out already have a pretty good idea of what so that gives worship set would your be. instrumentalist and your vocalist time to see the song, see it coming, yeah. start listening to it, getting yeah. familiar with it, practicing it, and that, yeah. that type of thing. And I, I've, I've, um, I've morphed over the years. I've been here almost 12 years or 12 years or something around there. And I know it was like 
our practices on Wednesday and it was like Wednesday morning. I'd be like, okay, I think I know what I'm going to do. And then I would email everybody and then not everybody got the email and they'd come and they go, what are songs are we doing? So those didn't work too well. Yeah. So, um, but thankfully there's, there's things out there, um, for worship leaders. There's a really big resource that a lot of worship leaders and churches are using. It's called planning center online. And you're familiar with that. And it's just a great, um, it's a great system that helps organize and helps worship leaders and church pastors think through upcoming things and kind of get organized with them. Um, and it also works with volunteers. And so there's a lot of that going on each week. We're scheduling, we're sending, we're making sure the charts are up, the guitar charts and the piano sheet music or vocals. There's a lot of MP3s that, um, that we have through another resource called rehearsal mix where, um, it helps the vocals and parts learn their parts. And so what it does is it actually brings like a tenor part, lifts it above the rest of the musicians and they can hear their part sung and it gives them another way that they can practice a before they come. It's just more resources. More yeah. It's really helped. I, I got a question for you. Have you ever th- heard this song? You thought, Oh, that's a good song. We need to do it. And then you put it out there and then you bring it to rehearsal and you're like, Oh no, kill that song. Yeah. Yeah, we, <laughs> really. I, it, now I'm it, curious. It happens. What songs have I anticipated that didn't happen? Now yeah. I'm curious. <laughs> I think, I you know I can't remember, but there was one probably seven years ago. I remember we I was all excited about it. I cannot remember. We brought it out, the whole band, and it just flopped. It was just, and it wasn't that the band wasn't ready. It just it didn't match. And so that's another really that that goes into I mean talking about why we pick certain songs for our church and how we do that, um, you know, looking at our church DNA is uh, one of the best things I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who's who's in our church? What, what are people listening to? Um, you know, um, grow, growing up in church in the 70s and the 80s, we, we had hymn books. Right. And uh, right. everybody had the same songs. So... Everybody held, it was like, get your songbook, get your hymnal pulled out. And then we were all singing from the same book. So it was like, turn to page 464 or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the type of church I grew up in. Yeah. So, I mean, same I thing. I still sing a lot of those songs. That's right. And some of the songs became synonymous with the number, like Holy, Holy, Holy was number one. Yeah. <laughs> so like all, the, all those different ones in the in the hymn book. Um and so, it, and you know, it was funny. Even then, it was everything was the same key. That was another interesting thing too. And now, um, I, I really try to strive with our church. I don't want people out there singing like guys singing super high or yeah. the women. Chris Tomlin key. Yeah, the That's Chris Tomlin key is exactly. To, it is so. He's high. got great music. So yeah, it sounded kind of negative. But make one no making it sound. I, it's hard to sing with him on the radio. Hey, if he can sing it by himself, <laughs> go for it. But it's making the congregation um, want to be engaged and and having that key set um, that's at least somewhat comfortable. Not not everybody is a singer. I get that, and so I know a lot of times on Sunday um, when I'm leading, um, I'll see. Um, and I say not detailed, but I can see generally as I look out people singing. And I know some people don't sing. Right. And sometimes um, people are not singing because they're trying to just, they're going through something in their life. Right. Or, and it may be something sad they're going through, or it may be something they're so happy they can't, they're just tearing up. And I yeah. see it and you see it. I mean, yep. it's just yep. like, we're going to, a matter of fact, it, help, it happened to me even. 
it was about was it three weeks ago we went to that conference? It was yes. the the Baptist? Yep. Um, yep. What was the name of the? Con- it was called. It was a discipleship conference. Discipleship, the and you did a podcast. Yeah, slightly the, on that one. Yeah, the state convention was doing. So, um, it's it's rare for me to get an opportunity to go uh, to a location to see another group of people leading music, and I really love that. Mm. And I used to get jealous when I was a lot younger. I was like, nah, I should be up there leading it. Yeah, um, but yeah. now I, I look at those opportunities and I'm like, wow, this is a great moment for me. And so when we went and Christy, my wife was sitting next to me and we were listening to these songs and even she was, you know, singing out on these songs and I couldn't sing. I, I mean, there was moments where I could, I was singing inside, but outwardly I couldn't sing because I was just grabbing that moment. I really felt like for me, it was a place where it was ministering to me in that time, and I was able to worship God through silence uh, vocally, but in my mind and my heart, I was just connecting every single one of those words, and yeah. it was so special um, to get to do that. So I really value um, when I see people even not opening their mouths, just knowing people can be in that same boat with their life and doing things like that. So Yeah, Absolutely. And and it's the songs that kind of sets the tone for our heart, um, right? To be able to receive what's coming as well. But sometimes you can go into what we call a worship service, and you can sometimes get more out. And this is strange coming from the pastor, I know, but a pastor of speaking pastor. Um, sometimes you can get more out of the music than you actually got out of the message that day. So just simply because you had that connection moment with God, that communion with Him. Yeah, um, I mean it's. Um, with music, um, finding a way in, in that music to uh, respond and express our hearts to God um, and, and um, all with the purpose of, of glorifying God and um, e- even seeing our church united together. So you said that one of, the, one of the things that you do when you're looking at song is the DNA of the church, mm-hmm. how it fits. So mm-hmm. what I'm hearing is is you're never going to bring in a banjo. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I actually I, I think, actually have a banjo sitting in my office right next door. I think we have a couple of banjo players in our, in our <laughs> congregation, but that would be interesting. I'm not one. I, I like to pick it up, and I sound like Kermit the Frog when I try playing it and singing, but... yeah. I try. My dad's had a banjo for a long time, and he keeps saying, I'm going to learn to play that thing one day, and he picks it up, and he plays a couple tunes on it and everything, uh-huh. and then he go, well, I'm going to learn to play that one day, and I'm thinking, Dad, you're already playing it, but okay. Um, <laughs> he's already there. He's, he think, he's just not playing it like he thinks it should be played. But biblical worship uh, is is singing the Psalms. Mm-hmm. You know, we typically don't sing the Psalms, but right. that's right. kind of like reciting those, the hymns and spiritual songs whose content is saturated with biblical truth. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what made me say in that lad, the last episode we talked about. We're going to talk about that. So the DNA helps us pick songs. Obviously, what's going to fit um, the team that you have, mm-hmm. right? Right. Right. Um, and and the instrumentation that you right. have, who, who the, God's bringing to us, uh, yeah. instrumentally or vocally. Yeah. Using yeah. using the ones God's um, brought to us. But let's talk about the biblical content of music, because mm-hmm. you know you talked about the hymns that we had. You know, back in the day, and that's what I grew up on. Right, and, and the, the, a lot of people will say, "Well, the hymns were just such rich doctrine," and mm-hmm. there were some that were rich mm-hmm. doctrine. 
but when they say it like that, it makes it sound like that all hymns were rich doctrine. Mm-hmm. And I can go back and pull out some that I sang, and I'm like, that, I don't even really understand what that means. Right. It fit the culture then, but I don't right. see that in the Bible anywhere. Right. Um, but let's talk about the biblical content of songs. I mean, have you ever gotten to a song that you really liked, but you had to to shelve it because it just didn't match what Scripture? Yeah. I. Well, you know, it's interesting. There's There's some songs that were... I remember leading back in the early 2000s or late 1990s and the 1900s. 19, <laughs> 1900s. <laughs> sounds uh, like old. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Date myself. Um, and the songs were, I, I got offended a long, I've said that three times in this episode. That's right. um, I did get offended as a musician back in the late 90s. I was doing a song. Um, and it was more talking about, it was an inward type song, one that was like, God, I've been through so much. I don't remember the words, but it's basically something about talking about the things I've gone through. And I, and the, the word it I was, was repetitive. It was an inward thing. And a person that... came to me, um, probably 20 years older than me at the time, and said, yeah, um, thanks for leading. And I could tell it was going somewhere else. And they're like, you know, I've I've been in churches where... Where the music, it's all inward, hmm. and uh, um, just to encourage you, you. Want to do some upward songs? And I was, I wanted to smack him in the back of the head when he walked away. And um, it, it took me a while to try to understand what that meant. But I, the am, truth and the I am that person yeah. now. Um, I get it. I get it. And hmm. so there are some songs that um, I have seen that are out there that have more of an inward type focus and. It, I'm not saying it's all that way. Um, it may say in there, um, but God, we love you. Um, but I'm finding myself gravitating more and more towards songs that talk about Jesus and t- use the word Jesus. Right, because the, the whole idea of our worship is to make much of the glory of God. Right. And to elevate Him right. and His goodness and His beauty. Right. And to not try to raise ourselves up. Exactly, and I think there's some good songs that you know the Christian radio plays that can be encouraging. I mean, I've I remember getting in the car from time to time and just being down about you know one thing or another, and the words of the song were like saying you know keep the faith, it's going to be okay, right. those exactly. types of things. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, that's a good reminder. I yeah. do need to keep absolutely, the faith. yeah. Um, but when it comes to you know our worship, it has to push our hearts and our yeah. thought toward who God is. Right. So, I mean, in in even planning some of these songs we've done, there's a song, um, uh, C.C. Winans, uh, Believe For It, and it's talking about um, believing um, God, but the word um, believing for God to move, but it's believing for it, it's I believe for it. And so there is some of that, it's it's almost like uh, rallying yourself up to remember we're we're looking and keeping our eyes on God. So we'll have songs like that in there. But um, my goal is not to have the worship set be in in that capacity where everything is in that inward mode. Right. It may look at us briefly to remember who we are and who God is and then right, who we right. are in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, some of the Psalms do that, right? So, right. You know, we can't totally. throw the baby out with the exactly. bathwater on that. Exactly. But some of the Psalms actually do that and say... 
you know, I am but a wretched man, those types of things. Right but on. you are yeah. holy and righteous, and, you know, so it's okay, I think. So, yeah, so I know you, and I know that you have a, a set, and I trust you completely, by the way. Some, sometimes I don't even know until, like, the night you're rehearsing, I don't even go and look and see which songs are going to be there that week. Yeah. I know you're rehearsing, and I go, oh, I'm going to see what we're, songs we're doing this week. Feliz Navidad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hope they're changing the word to that one. Um, but... Uh, the um, there's a set of things that you're looking at in a song. You said the DNA mm-hmm. and and the biblical truth is mm-hmm. is there is there more that you look at? And do that do, does a song have to pass all of the test? Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, I'm looking for a song like, and I had mentioned it before, something that helps us respond and express our hearts to God and glorify God. So I'm looking for songs that talk about who Christ is and their reminders to make us get excited about what God has done for us. Um, things that remind us who we are, that we're bought and purchased by Jesus' blood. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing but the blood of Jesus, even that hymn there. Songs that point us to where we remember. Um, there's a song we're doing um, coming up on Easter by Phil Wickham called This Is Our God. Uh, yeah. um, here's no, some of the lyrics from it. I'll pull it. So here, let's sing it right quick. Yeah, let me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Everybody got ready. <laughs> Wait, what key am I in? Um, so here's here's some of the words to it, and you can see this where it, it helps us recall things God's done for us. Remember those walls that we called sin and shame. They were like prisons that we couldn't escape, but He came and He died and He rose. And there's the gospel. Those walls are rubble now. Remember those giants we called death and grave. They were like mountains that stood in our way. But he came and he died and he rose. Those giants are dead now. And then the chorus says, this is our God. This is who he is. He loves us. This is our God. This is who he, this is what he does. He saves us. He bore the cross Beat the grave, let heaven and earth proclaim, this is our God, and then these words, King Jesus. So words like that that kind of help us reflect upon where we were, what God has done for us, and then lift in our voices to proclaim, let heaven and earth proclaim that this is our God, King Jesus. That's, to me, when looking for songs, I'm looking for ones that do that, that style, that type of thing to help us remember and reflect and boy, does that really, um, if we can take the moment to actually not be distracted with things that we came into the church with and and ask God to take those away, but actually focus on those. You talk about, my heart may have been off during a week at certain points, but you talk about a heart that's willing and yielding to God to say, all right, boy, that was a reminder. What do you want to tell me in this word, in Mark, that we're going through? Yeah. Yeah, that's rich. And those and the words I was just trying to look up uh-huh. a psalm. The words of the song you just the lyrics you just read off was reminding me of Psalm and I can't remember if it was Psalm one twenty five or, or Psalm one thirty nine, but one of those two Psalms talks about hmm. it talks about that and then it says, If I go if I go up to the heavens, you're there. Hmm. If I make my bed in the depths, you are mm-hmm. there. It's kinda like that circling back around mm-hmm. of of that. And so mm-hmm. so yeah, talk a little bit about um, how you work with because I've had this I've had this question before. Mm-hmm. People will walk up to me and they'll say, "Hey, have you heard that song by such and such?" 
Mm-hmm. And I have heard it, whatever it is, you know, and they'll say, you know, we should do that in the church. And in my mind, I'm thinking, no, that's that's a good song, but it doesn't need to be in this room. Yeah. I don't know. I feel bad. Yeah. I, I mean, how do, how do we... How do we help people know that it's just a good song, but it's not going to make it in the room for whatever reason? And usually it doesn't have anything to do with the beat or the instrumentation. A lot of times, for me, and you've, you you know me, sometimes I'll go, hey, that song you just did, I know sometimes you're like, oh, boy, here we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> I tend to overanalyze sometimes the lyrics, um, you know, the whole song might be good, but there's just one line in there that just right. falls off the edge right. doctrinally. And I'm like, really? Out of that whole entire song, and they throw that in there. Yeah. Um, how do you, how do you, I guess it's a twofold question. Yeah. Number one is, how do we help the church congregation know we're not, we're not saying no to them as a person when mm-hmm. we don't allow a song to come in? And then secondly, what would be wrong with changing the words to a song? And then doing it with just that one line not in it, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. I didn't yeah. set you up for that one, so yeah. Well, the first, that one. The fir- <laughs> <laughs> see you later. I'm gonna go get some water. Yeah, I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> the the first one, I think, um, I think what helps is if we look at it from a perspective of um, we're coming together as a church congregation. So the word congregation helps me focus on the songs that are out there as far as picking the right ones for our church. Um, I mean, anybody could be in this position as a worship leader. I get that. And they could be picking songs and they may not pick the same way I do. Mm-hmm. But one thing I try to do is to think about that we've got so many different people who make up our congregation and um, I'm trying to find songs that I feel like are going to fit. I mean, we've got, we've got multi-generational in our church We've got um, people from total different cultures in our church that right. are coming, yeah, for sure. and we've got people on different um, different places in their life of how long they've been a follower of Christ, some who maybe just recently and some for decades, um, and some who aren't and are, are looking um, to see what this is about. And so I think... Um, when I've heard people bring suggestions, which I have had a lot of people bring suggestions, I'm always willing to listen to what they say and write down, or at least mentally, if I remember it, I'll go back and I'll have it written down. Um, sometimes there are songs that I know immediately, I know the song and in my head, I'm thinking that's not going to connect with our congregation here, the church here. So I think if, 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 um, I try to look at it from more as um, for the whole, for our church, what is going to help our whole church worship versus maybe a liking of a couple people here or a couple people there, and just maybe trying to keep the songs in in that. I used to be a person that was all things to all people with like, oh, you want this song? Okay, let's do this song. You want this song? But I think keeping focused on our church and the DNA of our church and helping that be what kind of drives and then making sure all of it points us to Jesus and, and, and putting our hearts and our eyes on him and expressing our love to him and re- remembrance of what he's done for us. And then the second question, you have to remind me. Can you change the words? Can change the words. Now that legally may be an issue, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's that. <laughs> yeah. But outside of that, um, yeah, there's, there's times, I mean, you know, I think of the, 
But you know, honestly, that's kind of an unfair question because there, like you said at the very beginning of this episode, there's so much music out there. Yeah. Why go try to you know reinvent the wheel right. on something when you just don't do that song? Right. I mean, like if I thought someone might not get saved because we weren't doing that song, then we might. Yeah. <laughs> but but you know, what's the chances chances of that? So it's well, just... I, I remember um, like today I was listening to uh, Doxology, um, and in there at the end um, of that song, it's a very simple four lines, but it it, it says Holy Ghost. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, all right, so I know Holy Spirit is what I'm used to, and I know Holy Ghost was is a term used by some people. Um, and that's one that I was thinking, I don't know that I would actually bring up on the screen Holy, Holy Ghost. Ghost. Yep. And so you it think about— It would weird about, people out. They, yeah. They, they would get lost in that and miss right. what was going on with it. So, I mean, you know, there's an example where I might say Holy Spirit, but then— then you get into that rhythm thing and the rhyming thing, and does it work <laughs> it with the song? Work. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you know, you know what you just did there. You did an amazing job answering that question, and you just uh, set us both free. So if somebody comes up to us in the future and says, "Hey, um, what about this song?" and we know in our heart that it's not something we're going to ever be able to do, we can just look at them and say. Hey, go listen to uh, episode 36 of the podcast. Yeah, that's all we'll tell them. We'll have a business card written. Because people matter, right? Right. And when they come with something and they say, we think this song would be good or we don't think that song's good or whatever, they matter. I mean, they're first. Right. And we want to put them first. But, you know, I always, I want to be honest with people. I want to speak honestly with people. But sometimes when you speak honestly about why something does or doesn't work, um, they have to chew on that a little bit, and they can walk away from the conversation thinking, oh, that doesn't make sense, or that, that was just a no. Right. Or, or like the person that told me in the late 90s, that whole thing about inward versus upward. Yeah. And that that stung on me for a little while, and I'm, I'm not saying that person is a perfect person, but that person spoke something I needed to truth. hear, that truth that needed to resonate with me, and and build me. I mean, yeah. I'm con- I'm I'm not going to ever be there until I in the presence of Jesus, but mm-hmm. um it's that sanctification thing going on that yeah, absolutely. it's just something you have to be humbled in that position and just see what God's doing in your life. And yeah. I'm not saying anybody who comes with a song that's not chosen that needs to be humbled, but it's just one of those growth things that we don't always find that the things that we're suggesting are always getting used. But it doesn't mean that that song can't still be something that you worship through or I worship through a song. There's songs I listen to uh, on my Spotify um, that have a lot more of a beat Christian music, um, syncopation, which really, if I, we have done a few songs here too, speaking of, that have been very syncopated, um, very creative. Right. But I can see confused looks at me when we sing and I'm like this is this is not connecting like I thought it was going yeah, to. Yeah, this has a good beat and I enjoyed yeah. it in my car, it, but it's not yeah. translating. I, I don't want to lose people when we're singing music. I want people and I know that's not always going to be the case, but I want as many people in the church. I want to see us all with limited um distractions that um if it's music technically musical um, that's harder for people. I don't want necessarily to throw that in on on vocals or things. I want the words to be primary. So, um, and that that goes in with the songs. But I'm still, as musicians, we're trying to technically play as best we can, and um, it's just that whole marriage together and trying to make that come together. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have. I've told you, and I've even said it from the pulpit from time to time when we got up, and and I, I heard the first three songs of the worship set, and I'm listening to the words, and I'm thinking to myself. Oh my goodness! I I really wish the congregation knew where the scripture was taking us today, and right. and what had been laid on my heart to share with the with the word as as we're going through it. Because sometimes the music, I'm thinking, gosh, may, I wonder what it would be like if I preached part of the message and then said, Jeff, let's do that song again, you know, because yeah. it just seems to fit so well. I want people to understand that God is leading in the music. And that it's not just a placeholder. It's not just a, a thing we do because it's what you do in worship. It is a setting a tone. It is mm-hmm. uh, inviting our hearts to commune with our Creator. And many times those words are lining up with right where God's going to take us. Mm-hmm. And um, He's working all that together. Yeah. His... So the fortunate thing about the expository preaching is, for the most part, people know where we're going to be next week. Right. So they know where we are today. They know where we're going to be next week. Know where we're going to be for the next. And year. you've you've <laughs> even given um, a few a couple months ago. Uh, you gave us a list that takes us all the way through June. Yeah. And it's you know best you can see how God is lining up these scriptures to be um, done each week. So that was really neat. I mean to see that. Yeah, so by the way, anybody can say hey. Send me that schedule. I'll be more than happy to send it to you. Just don't hold me to it. If if God slows us down or speeds us up, you know right. how we're going through that. But it's certainly what it looks like. The plan is folding out for us. But could someone email you and say, "Hey, what are the upcoming songs? I want to listen to them." And absolutely, you know, they don't have to be a part of the worship team to know what songs are coming. You know, to get excited about the music too that's yeah. happening in there. Yeah, and um, I recently have seen um, a few churches do this, and I think it's it's all legal and easy to do. Um, but you know, for things like um, music, like Apple Music or Spotify, they're creating these playlists and embedding them on their their website somewhere where people can actually go and see the upcoming huh. and, and stream them. You know, it's through your own account, but you can at least have a connection with it, and that right. might be a really good way. And if, if anything, you can see the titles, even if you can't play with those. Yeah, well, uh, if I know the title, I can go right, search look it. Right, look it up. Look it up. Yeah, put mind. it on your own device or yeah. something. So, and, and, you and know, even that would be a really yeah. good um, thing that we could um, we could ramp up and start doing here just to make it accessible even to those who aren't listening to this podcast that – Maybe thinking that or not thinking getting a seat, and they think that's a good idea. I can now I tell know. you what, if you're interested in something like that, let us know in the comments that you would be interested in having access to the music ahead of time. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like you're planning six weeks out because we know that changes. Right. right. You might be three weeks into a song and realize this is not working, it's not going to fly, or right. oh, suddenly we just realized there was this lyric in there that that doesn't fit. Missed that the first time. But I could see like the Monday yeah, on that Monday, we launch it out for the upcoming here's Sunday. Here's the list for the upcoming Sunday. That yep. way you're in your car, you're riding, you're singing the songs. And then when you come in here, uh, to me, it would enhance the worship for mm-hmm. myself personally. Yeah. But I believe it, it would enhance it in the room yeah. as well, too. Absolutely. It's just we have to practice as a culture to be here when the music starts. Right? Yeah. yeah, me too. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I've come close one Sunday or two in this last decade. Yeah, I remember one time you and I were trying to work out some logistics. We were in your something. office we talking were, through something. Yes, we were. And we, we were. both had a heart attack. Uh, we looked. We both looked at our phone to see what time it was. And all I remember, I didn't say a word to you, and I went running yeah, you down like the hall. I think off. I had like 20 seconds before the lights were coming on. And and it's it's more difficult these days uh, because we're live streaming. 
Yes. And so if those lights come up and the microphone's empty, and I'm st- you'll see me running from the door to yeah. my mic. Yeah. So thankfully, <laughs> and I realized how out of shape Please I was too. Please stand by. Yeah, that's right. Remember those old slides yes. on TV? Please stand by. And the thing by. is, we have, we have such a good media director here. I know that Adam would have somehow put a graphic up before oh, I got it, there. It would have been a little runny man. That's right. <laughs> little exactly. meme of you running exactly. down the hallway. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Well, I think part of the reason I wanted to kind of lean into this a little bit is for people to know that the music that comes out on Sundays has been thought through, it's been prayed over, it's been rehearsed, of course, um, but it's intentional. Mm -hmm. And it's not just, uh, let's pick them out of the thin air, this sounds like a neat thing, or this worked great for this church over here, let's do it because we want to repeat the same thing. No, it is um, you and me, the pastors on staff, particularly you, though, leaning into God's guidance to what the music's going to be that's going to set the tone mm-hmm. uh, in that room. And and we do take the lyrics serious. We do take mm-hmm. the DNA of the church serious. And uh, um, still waiting on that banjo, though, but yeah. maybe, maybe one maybe Don't come it. out with a banjo just because we didn't put it on the podcast. It might be this Sunday. <laughs> that's right. I got to learn how to play it. A banjo and a harmonica. That's right. That'd be good. And a fiddle. <laughs> <laughs> Might be some people get excited in the room. That's right. <laughs> All two of them. All right. I can finally attend this church. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Well, we hope that you've uh, enjoyed us talking a little bit about the thought process behind um, the music selection here. Jeff, thanks for coming sure thing. in yeah. talking about good, that. Good topic. Feel free to reach out to Jeff at his email, jeff.peckham at peninsulabaptist.com, or me, daniel.die at peninsulabaptist.com. We're always open to hear suggestions, thoughts, and uh, be encouraged by uh, what you're getting out of what God's doing in your life as well. So we love love to hear that. So thank you for joining us today, and uh, we hope that you have an incredibly blessed day. <laughs>